You are listening to Irish Illustrated's Condensed Podcast. With the first day of the draft in the books, how would you assess Notre Dame's draft pro- prospects on days two and three this weekend? You know, I figured uh, I tried to chime in on the message board using some logic. As much as Komet probably could be the best tight end, I love Chase Claypool. Julian Aquara's got a spot. I figured they would be second round, second round, second round, and I think it's going to play out that way. Be shocked if one of those three falls to the third. Uh, I think the questions today are, can Kareem sneak up? Will Troy Pride fall back at all um, going into tonight? Because those are the next, those are really the only question marks for me tonight. There's no way that trio doesn't go um, on day two. Yeah, I, you know, and I agree with you as far as the three guys going tonight. I, I mean, I, I don't think there's any doubt about it. Probably all in the third round. You know, Cole Komet, you know, the Patriots are so smart. They had the 23rd pick. I think they won him. But they knew that they could, yeah, they could trade down, and he would he will probably be. Well, when they traded down, they they changed with the Chargers, and so now they're in a position with the I'm not sure, like within the first ten picks of the you, second round to snag him, and I yeah I think they will. You said third round. I think you meant second round. All I did mean go in the second, second yes, round. Yeah. No, absolutely second round. Yes, uh, within the first ten picks of the, of the second round, and then. Claypool's right there. A bunch of receivers went yep. off the board, some really good ones. I mean, when you watch the coverage last night, you saw how many good receivers there were out there. And then Okwara, you know, he's a pass rusher. Now, only two defensive ends went in the first round, but right. he's still a pass rusher. And I believe he's number eight on CBS's list uh, of, of edge rushers. So he's coming um, sooner rather than later. And then Pride, I still think Pride fits into the third round just because the numbers at the cornerback position. I guessed Pride for the fourth round. When I, This is throwing out a guess when it comes to Troy Pride and Khalid Kareem because you make a good point on the numbers. I think Pride had such a good chance to cement third round with a faster 40 time at the combine that we thought he would run an elite time that wasn't there. Aquara, he's got to go tonight because there's junior tape too. You know, it is not they, – they dig a lot deeper than he was not – Julian Aquara in September of 2019. And of course he was a dominant force against Virginia. That tapes out there. I, there it's just such an important position now. Um, although to your point, so is cornerback. So Troy pride probably has some serious value if they believe they can get him to play at peak performance. I also think, you know, when you talk about there's good tape out there, there's nothing but tremendous tape on chase Claypool from this past yeah. season. Yeah. And because of the coronavirus and, and everything, you no know, pro days and a lot of the, the individual workouts were, were bypassed when in doubt the NFL will go back what they don't have a choice what do you go back and look at you look at his film from the season and it's spectacular in terms of productivity and effort and and really everything about his game this is off topic but Tim and I were talking earlier this week that Chase Claypool as a senior made every Notre Dame fan writer analyst and coach love him because of his all-out effort and excellence, where going into the year, you could say things like, well, where was Claypool against Clemson? Where was Claypool when this happened? What's Claypool going to do without Boykin? I mean, he no one. I can, he answered the bell in a way that the guy's still out there on special teams in a camping world bowl. That is a player you want on your football team. Yeah, last thing I'd like to say, Tim, is Colin Cream's not going to, I don't think he's going to go tonight. I mean, he's rated somewhere between third and fifth round. I don't think that he goes in the third round, but he is – He's such an underrated player. I mean, yeah, he, was so produ- yeah. he, he was so productive for Brian Kelly's team. I, I think that, yeah, you know, I think I, I ended up picking him in the fourth round. If he spills to the fifth, probably not a complete shock. But I think whoever gets Khaled Kareem on day three, early in day three, 
is going to be very happy with him and his productivity. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And our question today is, who will be Notre Dame's top NFL draft prospects in 2021? Yeah, a little tougher, actually, to forecast than this time last year. Obviously, you could point to Cole Komet, Julian Aquara, Khalid Kareem last year, and now Chase Claypool worked his way into it with his outstanding season. So right now, I am going with uh, mini Isaiah Simmons and Jeremiah Wusu-Koromoa to have a breakout All-American caliber senior season and bypass his fifth year, which would make sense, of course, if he has a year like that, as the top draft, draft prospect um, on the current roster that is draft eligible because the best prospect on the roster is a sophomore. Well, this is, this is more difficult for a lot of reasons. I think that the, the list of potential guys is pretty long, and we don't have the luxury of them playing, right. having seen the 2020 <laughs> season. The Claypool, the Claypool effect. Can right, exactly, exactly. But I would, I would concur with you on Jeremiah, Jeremiah Wusu-Koromoa being right up there, and, and I, yeah, I think he'll have a good enough year where he's, he's going to be a senior yeah. academically and would want to leave. Ade Ogundeji, uh, you know, certainly is in a position now to uh, – I mean, he's Nordame's lead pass rusher, right. and I think he can put himself in a good position. You've got the offensive linemen that are coming out, Liam Eikenberg, probably would sit atop that list right now, but you also have Tommy Kramer and, and Robert Hainsey. Don't forget Jonathan Doerr. He's going to be a senior in uh, in, in 2020. So, um, you know, he's going to be eligible. And then, you know, Dalen Hayes, Sean Crawford's probably a little small for the NFL, Brock Wright. I, another guy I would throw out there, I'm kind of using all my bullets, bullets up here, Tim, but uh, if Kevin Austin has a great junior year, he could be a candidate as well. Yeah, I think Austin would have been my number one candidate had he just been suspended four games last year instead of the whole season and played and gotten a body of work. And I mean, the guy still hasn't caught a pass against anyone other than Navy of consequence. So he would have to make such an amazing leap. Um, he could be the best offensive weapon on the team next year and not go pro because he's probably just not polished enough to do it yet. He was the fourth name I wrote down, though. I have to admit he was the guy I thought outside the box. Uh, number two for me is Eichenberg. I think you're looking at a not quite as good. I talked about this on the message board. It's a McGlinchey situation where he wasn't as good as a senior as you wanted him to be, and he was making mistakes that you wouldn't think he would make as a two-year starter. Going into his third year, fifth year, I think Eichenberg, I'm not saying he becomes a top 10 pick like McGlinchey, but I think Eichenberg is clearly the best pro prospect on the line, even if, let's say, Robert Hainsey grades out the best as he had in the past for Notre Dame. It's just, I don't think he translates like Eichenberg. Right. Physical dimensions yeah. are much different. I did leave one bullet in the chamber and that's Ian book. And I, and I do yeah. think that Ian book, you know, he's certainly in a position to put up huge numbers once again. And that would be basically two years in a row uh, numbers wise. Yes. And he needs to be more consistent this year, but Ian book, you know, undersized, of course, not the ideal height and dimensions, but he's, he's going to have a shot to play in the NFL. He's going to be drafted, and he's certainly going to have an opportunity with his knowledge of the game and his uh, accuracy. I, I think he's going to be on an NFL roster next year. And remember, and I'm not saying this, people are going to run with this, but as noted last night, Joe Burrow at this point last year was a sixth-round pick. 
Ian Book doesn't have the greatest wide receiver talent in the world in LSU and everything else around him, but Ian Book right now would be a seventh round pick or undrafted free agent, or, you know, maybe who's in the sixth round pick. I don't, yeah, I don't, I'm not sure that I totally agree with that. I think that he, I think he would definitely be drafted even right now, but you know, it's sixth or seventh round pick. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's got a year to do a Claypool. He has a year to. Yeah. Well, he's not going to do a Burrow. He's not going to be the number one pick. But but no, yeah, he certainly consistency wise, he has an opportunity to 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 move up and uh, do who had Kurt Heinisch and probably doesn't fit the dimensions either, but it's a pretty long list of guys. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And the question today, what are your thoughts on a current Notre Dame coach as a head coach in waiting? I am 98% against it all the time because the job is a different job. Um, the 2% comes from the fact that uh, two coaches of the perennial playoff teams are now the coaches in waiting in Ryan Day and Lincoln Riley. So I realize times have changed. Um, I, I don't think that becoming Notre Dame head coach is just about your acumen as a football coach. And it's kind of unfortunate, but I, I really believe that to be the case. And I love a couple candidates on this team for head coaching jobs. I'm just not sure you want to debut at Notre Dame. Well, I would agree with that. And it was interesting that uh, during the press gathering for Neil Ivey, with the announcement of her succeeding Muffin McGraw, Jack Swarbrick said, I'm not normally a big fan of coaching waiting, but, Neil yeah. Ivy was that. Now that's a different set of circumstances. Oh, so yeah. Talking about a graduate, yeah. you know, the first night led led the team of the first national title. It's a little different situation. Um, well, the scrutiny, <laughs> the scrutiny I mean, is a different situation. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. ever since Bob Davey, you, you didn't. Well, I guess you could say Charlie Weiss too, because he hadn't been a head coach. But you know, I, 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 I'm not a big fan of it. I, I would. I, that's why I want Clark Lee to leave after this year, as much as it's damaging to Notre Dame's fortunes in 2021. I think people are gun shy because they think, well, he'll, he'll pull a urban Meyer and he'll get a better offer and go somewhere else. I think Clark Lee's a different animal with a different level of respect for Notre Dame, especially having been here coaching. Uh, But I still think that that's the route that you want to go. You want him to leave after this year, be a head coach, for a few years before you can really consider him to be the successor to Brian Kelly. I selfishly want him to stay as long as humanly possible, coordinate the defense and Notre Dame can find the next great head coach in three years, whoever he may be coming up through the ranks, because uh, that might not be best for uh, coach Lee's career, but I'm a selfish guy and I want Clark Lee to keep touchdowns down as long as he wants to do it in South Bend. Um, I I believe Lee would be better off coaching somewhere else first. Uh, I like his demeanor. I think, I mean, you, you have to, you have to evolve as a coach. He would, he would evolve from what he is now as well, just like Brian Kelly did. Brian Kelly has evolved since being at Notre Dame greatly. Obviously, he's a much better coach than when he got here. Um, and I think the next best coach that I don't want him to leave either uh, because he coaches Notre Dame's defensive lineman to, to the fullest is I think Mike Elston will be a great head coach at a lower level first going somewhere. Um, and I never would have said that about Bob Diaco. I always thought Bob Diaco was, a, was the perfect 
second man always stay defensive coordinator. Now, that was an easy call because we knew about his quirky personality and how the press conferences were going to go and couldn't imagine what interviews would be like and recruiting and everything else. But I, I think Elston is the next best uh, candidate for coach on the roster. Yeah, I don't, there's been some talk about uh, Tommy Reese, and I just right now at this stage, I don't I don't look at Tommy Reese as a coach in waiting, a, a head coach in waiting. Clark Lee, no doubt. Now, some people have expressed concern about his ability to recruit. He his personality is his personality, and it's very measured and and and, and basically low key, which is you know difficult to give that great recruiting pitch. Now, in a head coaching role, I think it's a little bit different, but. Um, you know, these are all things that, that will be determined down, down the road. And you you're mentioned, Tim, of him staying on, Clark Lee, and having great defenses in Notre Dame. That'd probably be okay with me, too. That's all right. Yeah, we can always find new coaches coming through the pipeline. Look, five years ago, everybody's trying to hire Tom Herman. Now he's coming to Brian Kelly for advice. So <laughs> <laughs> That's one question, two analysts, three minutes from Irish Illustrated. Thank you for listening to Irish Illustrated's Condensed Podcast. Tune in next week. Thank you for listening to the Irish Illustrated Insider Podcast. If you enjoy our coverage of Notre Dame football, please consider supporting the podcast with a small donation. Go to irishillustrated.com slash support. Your support will help Irish Illustrated continue to be the leader in coverage of Notre Dame athletics.